Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, all eyes on uh, New York City for the uh, uh, Donald Trump turning himself into authorities for trumped-up charges. Yeah, trumped-up charges. Alvin Bragg, a political uh, uh, Maoist, uh, Marxist-Stalinist. And, uh, you know, I think the American people are done with it, to be quite honest. Um, by the way, uh, a, a new poll here polling. Uh, Ron DeSantis polling under 20% in a hypothetical 2024 Republican primary. And I have nothing against Ron DeSantis. I want to say that right now. I, I have nothing against Ron DeSantis. Uh, if he is your candidate, well, you go for it. You know, I don't care. Because, uh, you know, that's the way America is. If you want to vote for Mickey Mouse, uh, you vote for Mickey Mouse. I don't care. Yeah, that it's your it is your duty to uh, vote, and it should be a privilege for you to vote, not to steal votes like Democrats do, not to vote harvest like Democrats do, not to pay mules to gather uh, ballots like Democrats do, not to have mules to get thousands of uh, contributions from people who don't even know they're contributing like Democrats do. It's about voting. Anyway, so. Uh, Latest Reuters uh, poll shows Donald Trump at 48% up from 44, and uh, DeSantis dropped from 30 to 19 after uh, Trump's indictment. And uh, this is just the American people, uh, and including Democrats, coming, uh, I believe, across the line, or, or those who otherwise would not be politically involved. Donald Trump has now raised $7 million since the announcement of this indictment. $7 million. 25% of that coming from people who've never donated money before. Isn't that interesting? President Trump's attorney will immediately file a motion to dismiss after reviewing, uh, uh, reviewing the indictments from Alvin Bragg. Uh, they're expected to immediately file a motion to dismiss as soon as they have time to review the uh, indictment. Uh, President Trump's lawyer said Sunday he expects to make a motion to dismiss any charges brought by Alvin Bragg. We will take the indictment. We will dissect it. The team will look at every potential issue that we may be, will be able to challenge and we will issue. And of course, I very much anticipate a motion to dismiss. Now, for those of you who think that uh, this is no big deal, uh, this isn't me, uh, I just want to remind you that uh, in a false uh, uh, lie, the Biden administration uh, passed an Inflation Reduction Act, which has not reduced inflation or helped you to pay your bills. What it did do was fund 85,000 jackbooted IRS agents. You may recall in the ad that was literally featured on, uh, I don't know, it was Glassdoor or one of those, those sites, the ad said you must be able to handle and discharge a firearm using potentially deadly force. Do you remember that? I do, because I have a memory, unlike Joe Biden. So they're going after Donald Trump, but they're really going after you, and he's just getting in the way, and he is just getting in the way. Um, okay. 
I want to get to this um, audio from uh, Peter Schweitzer and uh, Miranda Devine of uh, the New York Post talking about what this is all about. Uh, this and the, and the reason why this came about in the last two weeks is not by coincidence, by the way. And I'll explain what that is. But first, I want to go to my buddy Buster in Santa Cruz, the home of one of our best affiliates, KSCO. Buster, welcome to the show, my brother. Well, thank you for taking my call, brother. Rob, I tell you, I'm getting uh, totally entertained with this. I thought The Apprentice was good. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, I can't wait. <laughs> You know, and you know there's going to be a movie on this. I mean, that's what I loved about Trump. He's a showman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and you know he's going to milk it. He's got probably his own uh, TV crew ready to go. This is beautiful. Now, here's what I envisioned would really be if I was a producer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're in a courtroom, and uh, the judge throws the case out of court under the grounds that it's a stupid case of the stupid. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Wouldn't that be cool, Buster? Hey, listen, I love what you said to that protester out in New York. I mean, you, I was just laughing. That was so <laughs> right on, brother. Yeah, buddy. You know what, Buster? I got to tell you, uh, if somebody gets into your face, you can either ignore them, or if they touch you, uh, you know, you can do something else. That's all I got to say. If they touch you, hey. you can do something else. Hey, you know what? I hear you. I've always heard you because when I was in, uh, what was it, seventh grade, the biggest bully in the school decided to pick on me. Yeah. Well, I was, I tell you what, that was the worst 12, eight hours of my life because he called me down in the morning. I had to wait. You know, back then it was after school, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy was big, right? I don't know, bro. Well, so Buster, anyway, he got the. Go ahead. He got the. He uh, he got the first punch in, man, but he draw a little blood. Then I kind of snapped. Drilling went off. Cut it short. The kid came. The guy came back with a broken arm to school the next day. Was I relieved, <laughs> Buster? I appreciate your phone call. I, I'm not. I'm not. Certainly will not uh, encourage violence. Um, but I will tell you that uh, be, be ready to defend yourself. There you go, and be ready to defend yourself. Uh, whatever you need to do. Uh, I was uh, bullied as a kid uh, from first through uh, my, I think it was my sophomore year in high school when Mike McKee uh, finally decided to uh, pick another fight with me, and this time I ended it. I ended it. Uh, but uh, honestly, I think we are figuratively at that point in this country. We're tired of people screaming in our faces about uh, the country being terrible and uh, everybody's racist. All of this stuff made up out of whole cloth from a generation that's been indoctrinated in uh, in America's educational institutions. And fortunately, it's starting to uh, it's starting to uh, backfire. Uh, there are several judges who are saying they will not hire a Stanford law graduate because of the nonsense with regard to chasing uh, a, uh, a Republican judge uh, away from a speech about a month ago. So they're not going to hire him. Uh, there's a lot of this going on around the country. If you have, uh, 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 you know, whatever pronouns on your resume, it immediately goes in the trash because uh, the people who are going to do the hiring know that you're just a high-maintenance little snowflake who won't do their job and when you fire them, we'll sue you from any one of a number of a sundry moronic uh, legal arguments that ultimately will cause your business to suffer. So just don't hire you in the first place. How about that? Let's see how that works for you. 
So uh, uh, Peter Schweizer has written a couple of really good books. I need to get him back on the uh, show again. And, of course, Miranda Devine has done brilliant work for the New York Post, which is Gotham's newspaper, by the way, the greatest publication, certainly in New York. And uh, one of the stories you're not hearing about is all this money that Joe Biden and his family and Hunter Biden got uh, for uh, from our enemies, from China, from Russia, from Ukraine. And, uh, and then it's kind of strange. All of a sudden, things happen that don't make sense, like a Chinese spy balloon being allowed to fly over our country, or a Ford Motor Company getting uh, $700 million to build a battery factory with the Chinese Communist Party in Michigan. Things like that. Isn't it kind of weird how that happens? Kind of weird how that happens. Well, here is Miranda Devine. I believe this is with Maria Bartiromo talking about uh, uh, the Biden family and uh, what they got compensated. And by the way, <laughs> they got paid after he left office while Hunter Biden and presumably the Biden family were doing work during his vice presidency. The huge millions of dollars, huge sums coming from China as well as other countries into Biden family coffers. And obviously the payments have been made in in a way to disguise them, funneled first of all through a proxy, through Rob Walker, the Biden family intimate. And then they were parceled out over three months in small increments to five different accounts. Yeah, that's called money laundering where I come from. Associated with four different Biden family members, immediate family members of Joe Biden. And Including his daughter-in-law, who, uh, after her husband died, had a sexual relationship with, uh, uh, with Hunter Biden. Yeah, and she got $35,000. And she's a school teacher. This money was paid uh, just a few weeks after Joe Biden uh, was no longer pri um, the vice president. Huh. Um, and it was money paid to the Biden family for work they had done in the last two years of his vice presidency. So uh, it's very fishy, and there's plenty more where that came from. I think we need to look at every policy decision by uh, the Barack Obama administration in the last two years of his presidency. Here is Peter Schweitzer talking about uh, the Biden family getting lots of money, but no description of the work they did to earn it. It involves the Biden Center set up at the University of Delaware, and in the internal discussion among family members with the universities. By the way, uh, the University of Pennsylvania and Delaware both need to be investigated by federal, state, and local authorities. And with intermediaries, they talk about the fact that, you know, how are the salaries going to be dispersed? They talk about the fact that they don't want actually Joe Biden himself to sign on to the memorandum of understanding for the center that's named after him. They want a family member to do it instead. Wow. Uh, and then there's a discussion about dispersing the spoils. Um, just, you know, just to piggyback on what Miranda said, uh, these financial transactions involving China are fishy in so many ways. Yeah. Not only the fact that it involves intermediaries, but when you look at the emails, you look at the sort of agreements around the transfer of these funds, they don't entail really any sort of business work on behalf of the Bidens. Yeah, because influence doesn't have a description. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, Donald Trump is on the way to the courthouse right now. We will break into programming on new with Newsmax coverage of Donald Trump entering the courthouse and uh, making a statement should he do so. The leading candidate. A little bit more from Miranda Devine. For the Republicans is being sort of legally persecuted uh, with these weaponized fake prosecutions starting off with Alvin Bragg in Manhattan. And, uh, of course... What? The leaks, uh, who knows where they came from, about this upcoming uh, indictment of Donald Trump came two weeks ago, uh, just 24 hours after those bank records were revealed by... Well, that's interesting, isn't it? So the bank records are revealed. Uh, James Comer's committee is looking at this uh, criminality. And lo and behold, uh, Alvin Bragg had a case against Donald Trump locked and loaded. James Comer, a bombshell story, if you ever saw one in the Hunter Biden laptop saga. Uh, and yet it was uh, just buried and disappeared under the avalanche of Trump news. Yeah, that's what this is all about. This is why you need to, and I, and I mean this with every ounce of my being, ABC, CBS, uh, PBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, you need to get rid of them in your life. They are, they have abused the concept of journalism. They have abused the First Amendment to defend a party and a candidate. You need to ignore them and you need to bankrupt them. That's what you need to do. Do not pay attention to them. One more bite from uh, Peter Schweitzer with regard to Hunter Biden. One of the ways he makes money is through selling art. Uh, they call it uh, Yahui in Chinese, which is called an elegant bribe. Uh, well, yeah, that's right. I mean, let's remember in 2019, the uh, Senate Banking Committee uh, issued a report on how the art world was rife with money laundering and corruption. Uh, and so Hunter Biden has tapped into an industry uh, where he can accept money in payment for quote unquote art uh, at whatever sum they want it to be. And there's no disclosure requirements. Um, and, and here's the problem. Look, I mean, you can look at the Trump case and you contrast it with the Hunter Biden case. Hunter Biden has already essentially admitted that he committed crimes. I mean, let's remember in 2018, this grand jury was convened. They were looking into tax evasion charges, among other things involving Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden uh, gets a family friend to pay $2 million to the IRS, basically an admission that he didn't pay taxes he was supposed to. That's not a defense against tax evasion. Uh, and yet here we are three years later, the media is not interested in that story. They're not interested in the yeah. other things that the grand jury was looking at. So it's, it's a stunning disconnect with the mainstream media. Yeah, the mainstream media is dead don't pay attention to them anymore and not even their programming none of their programming at all on abc cbs nbc pbs goodbye none of it goodbye make them suffer like disney make them suffer like netflix when they tried to shut down speech uh get them off of your television off your cable whatever ignore them by the way newsmax carries donald trump tonight at eight fifteen eastern live make sure to join me then let's take a break and come back this is the rob carson show He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's the Rob Carson Show. Many people will say that Superman came from uh, Kansas. And oddly enough, that's where I live. So there you go. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what my superpower is. Maybe uh, super common sense. I don't know. Maybe super sense of humor. 
maybe super in bed. No, I don't think my wife would say that. But anyway, uh, on a serious note, uh, Donald Trump has arrived at the Manhattan Courthouse, and here is uh, Newsmax Live John Bachman show. I'm going to go ahead and turn it on real quick. Raindrops. While he's in public office, if any of the criminal offense conduct took place while he was in public office, so for example, if any of the entries were made once he was president, if any of the payments to Michael Cohen were made... All right, obviously they have a uh, panelist on right now. Uh, we will keep you abreast of what's going on. I've got uh, several people. <laughs> my, 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 my boss is uh, listening, uh, Lee, uh, and he's going to give me a heads up when we need to go. And my, of course, my awesome super producer, Ken, who uh, is uh, Redneck MacGyver, and, uh, and and uh, also my other awesome super producer, Brian, uh, they are all paying attention here and ready to smack me upside the head with a text or uh, yelling in my ear when, <laughs> when we are ready to go well, with regard to this, uh, this courthouse appearance of Donald Trump. I mean, look at all the violence that Trump supporters have brought to Manhattan, by the way. The blood and the carnage are just everywhere. It's my God in heaven. It's like Minneapolis after the uh, George Floyd murder. No, actually, no. It's like the crowd that would gather outside the Legion Hall for bingo night. It's kind of like, eh, you know, we're just here to be cool. Maybe just chill, you know, check out the city, you know, all that stuff. Hopefully not too many of are getting high by all the secondhand weed in uh, Manhattan, because that's what it smells like. The whole damn place smells like pizza and body odor, urine and weed, pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's New York. That's New York. Uh, apropos of nothing, I have this soundbite from Andrew Beitbart, who's unfortunately been deceased these 10 years. And he said this, and this is when, uh, this is about the conservative apartheid that we've experienced. Uh, me, personally, for about the last 30 years of my career. And uh, there is a conservative apartheid. Uh, I like to call it Dem Crow, D-E-M Crow. And uh, and this is just the the peak of it. This is the the biggest event that they've tried to pull over on uh, conservatives and uh, and those who would uh, defend the founding of the country. We've had enough. We've been banned. We've been shut down. We've had advertisers taken away. We know that the federal government has worked with uh, its agencies, big social media and the mainstream media to shut us down. But this is the first time in our history that we've seen a president arrested after he left office. This after the unprecedented. Unprecedented uh, uh, fake um, impeachment of Donald Trump after leaving office, which was historical, has never happened. Then, of course, there was the raid on Mar-a-Lago, which also was completely unprecedented. And uh, this is the fiesta resistance. This is the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back. Here is Andrew Breitbart at least a decade ago. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's, F you. War. There you go. That's kind of the attitude I have right now. <clears throat> I'm not going to engage those who would yell at me. I'm not going to engage those who would call me racist or white supremacist. I have nothing, but uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to pay attention to you. I'm going to deride and make fun of you and do my level best to humiliate you, although those on the left have no sense of shame, so they don't understand humiliation. But that's what I'm going to do as a host of this radio show. And uh, and I would say on all fronts, by the way, oh, let's see here real quick. I'm going to go real quick. Uh, Greta von Susteren is uh, live here. And say, you know, here are the charges. How do you plead? Let's set a trial date. There may be an interim status date, um, and then there may be some further discussion for when motions will be filed. 
And your previous guest just talked about the fact that motion, there'll be motions like motion to motion to dismiss for statute of limitations. That'll happen. There'll be All right, um, let's other hope that will happen. Change of venue and by the way, uh, Greta Van Susteren is a fantastic uh, commentator when it comes to issues of the law. Uh, just one of the myriad uh, hosts on Newsmax that are phenomenal. Uh, they don't change their stripes like, I don't know, some anchors on Fox News have done the last few years. Uh, and again, I'm going to mention that uh, tonight at 8.15, Donald Trump's Address to the Nation will be live on Newsmax. We're going to take a break, talk to Allison Maloney of Newsmax in just a moment about what's happening in New York. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump is at the Manhattan Courthouse. We will go live there. Also, we'll have Allison Maloney of Newsmax on in one second. Let's do a little uh, palate cleanser. The reason why I do this is because I saw signs yesterday in Manhattan. Uh, Trump supporters who had signs that had a picture of Fat Alvin on it. So let's hear this from Jim Gossett, shall we? Hey, hey, hey. It's Fat Alvin. And I'm going to make a charge for you. Or 34 of them. And claim some things that are untrue. And leak them, which is a crime. Alvin Bragg, that's my name. I got no soul, I have no shame. <laughs> we'll have a good time as we try to railroad Trump. Before I'm kicked out on the big fat rock. Lies, 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 gonna tell some big lies. Hey, hey, hey. Lies, lies, lies. Gonna tell some big lies. My name's Fat Alvin, and I said kill the three. Hey, remember? I'm the worst DA in New York history. Fail, fail, fail. I'm failing big time. Hey, hey, hey. Trump, Trump, Trump's got me sweating big time. You know, if they did a movie, they could uh, they could uh, make the mayor of New York City into Mushmouth. I think he'd be uh, he'd be good. But uh, there you go. I did see that yesterday. Uh, joining us on the Newsmax hotline, Allison Maloney, one of my favorite personalities <laughs> from Newsmax. How are you today? I'm great. I think you say that to everyone, though. <laughs> uh, oh, oh crap! Let me go ahead and uh, tear up that 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 standard form that I do for Newsmax. Yeah, no, I I love what you do, Allison. I'm a fan. I follow you on social media. Um, so uh, you are in Manhattan, I'm assuming, right now. I am. Okay. So uh, what have you? What did you notice uh, uh, as you went to work this morning? What is uh, going on there? What is the mood of uh, of the people of Manhattan? Um, uh, what have you What have you observed today so far? Yeah. So I went to the studio nice and early. So I was away from you know Trump Tower in the courthouse. But we have a correspondents who have been there. Christina Thompson's been there since six in the morning, and it's interesting because she said, you know. I was asking her about the crowds, and she said, the big crowd here is the media. She said, there is media from everywhere, and John Glasgow was there yesterday as well. So it's not necessarily the people of New York coming out. It's really this mass of media. I'm actually watching our coverage now, and it's, it's really so surreal to see. <laughs> you see all these police officers. You see, you know, roads being barricaded, but essentially it's media from all over the place. And if you watched the coverage yesterday, I was I was surprised to see. I knew some of the left-leaning media would cover it, but I did not realize that they would cover it 
pretty much all day long, you know, 24-7. So, it, look, we're, we're seeing history play out. I mean, this is so historic. Um, I mean, you can just see masses and masses of people lined on the streets with their cameras because we know there's no there's no video cameras in the courtroom. So it's going to be very interesting to see what comes, um, you know, in a little over an hour. Yeah. Now, you have uh, had the opportunity to uh, speak to a lot of Trump officials. I know that uh, people like Alina Haba have been on uh, Newsmax. Uh, Joe Tacopina has been on Newsmax. What is the vibe that you are getting from uh, Trump allies, uh, Trump lawyers uh, with regard to the uh, with with regard to Donald Trump turning himself in today? Well, they all agree that this that the D.A. doesn't have a case, um, that it's extremely weak. But I think the concern, too, is. This judge, he has overseen other Trump cases. Um, so obviously, they say, look, they're going to ask for a dismissal. I mean, the big thing is, can Donald Trump get a fair trial in Manhattan? I mean, this is this yeah. is a very blue city, um, you know. And the big question is, will the judge issue a gag order? So the you know, Joe Tacopina, listening to him in his interview, seems very confident. Um, same thing. I know he just ha- took on another attorney um, who is well-versed in white-collar crime. So he has an amazing legal team. It just really comes down to what's in this indictment. Um, you know, and, and we'll, we'll find this in affidavit. We'll find out, um, you know, in just a little bit. But everybody mm-hmm. seems confident, but you just never know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I want to say it's not law anymore. It's more politics. And I hate to say that because you do want to believe in the process. Of, of the law, but we've seen things happen that really have blown us away. Yeah, um, yeah. but it's it's yeah. because we're not you we're not used to uh, thinking like evil people, Allison. Uh, honestly, <laughs> right. and that's why that's why we're blindsided. Uh, I think you are you you are a good person. I am a good person. I don't think evil, uh, and so we are frequently blindsided when things like this happen because we think, how could somebody do this? Yeah. How could somebody yeah. uh, be willing to roll their dice on their legal career? How could so many in the legal profession who know the the precipice that they stand on be so silent right now when their entire profession is about to be completely bastardized for politics. We don't think that way, Allison. That's why we're surprised. And yet, uh, I am hopeful, Allison. I, do you? And I'm not meaning to paint you as some sort of a Trump supporter, uh, but but as far as just uh, freedom, the justice system, the United States of America, I refuse to be pessimistic and I refuse to be afraid. Uh, have you allowed that to happen to you, or do you see that in people around you? I mean, I've seen a lot of people just being positive, despite of what you know we see in the media, uh, you know, some of the left-leaning media. If you look at the facts of the case, talking to Amir Beno, talking to all these attorneys, um, uh, Matthew Whitaker, it's beyond the, the, the statute of limitations. I mean, there's so many things that you look at this case <laughs> and say, there is no way. This yeah. is not even a case. What he did was was completely legal. Um, so I think you know you have to be optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, I mean, you look at you look at everything that they have, um, and, and it's just unbelievable that we're here where we are now. If you look at former presidents and hush money they have done, you look at Bill Clinton, you look at yeah. other people in Washington, and that was completely fine. And I, I go back to say, if he was not running. As a pre- for president, I don't think we would be talking about this right now. But Allison, I do think uh, that the left is so scared. They're so yeah. scared of him winning. 
Absolutely. Alice Maloney is uh, on the phone with us, Newsmax anchor. And um, I, I am a, uh, a Christian, and I have I found myself actually uh, becoming closer to my faith uh, through the last couple of years. And, and I really believe, and I've heard this even echoed by people who are uh, atheists. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not kidding. Um, the, uh, uh, that, that we are in, the, this isn't about a party. This isn't about necessarily politics. This is about good and evil. What's going on in our country right now? right now, and I know you're a godly person, uh, but I believe that what is going on right now in this country and around the world is a battle of good versus evil. There is no partisanship to aborting a baby at nine months. That is evil. Uh, what are your thoughts on what's going on in, in the country and around the world right now? Well, I, I hope to think that more people are turning to their faith, but we just had that Wall Street Journal poll that said, you know, a, a huge percentage of Americans don't yeah. have patriotism anymore. They don't have faith. But then, you know, we talk to people all the time. I talked to lots of people in, in t- Nashville, Tennessee over the last week, which was an absolutely heartbreaking story. And yes. what do they do? They turn to their faith. And yeah. so I do believe that maybe people just start talking about it, and we need to do more of it, because you're right. We're so divided. We're divided in politics, and we're divided when it comes to religion. We're divided when it comes to what we can and cannot teach our kids in school and what books should be in the library and yeah. what's appropriate. Um, so I think that we have to turn to our faith, and I do think people are. I just mean, honestly, to be honest, I think people are afraid to talk about it. Because they're yeah. afraid of being canceled. They're afraid that somebody will, will look at them and say, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. I mean, how many people lost friends when they said they voted for President Trump? Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. uh, and how many people lost friends when it came to whether they wanted their kids to go back to school or wear a mask? Yes. So we have to turn to our faith because if we don't, then we're really lost. Yeah, Allison, um, I, I believe uh, that. Um, and, and for instance, okay, well, let's look at that. I think we're at a turning point. I really do. I think this is the final straw. Uh, you had Donald Trump uh, impeached twice, once after he left office, never been done, raided his home after office, never been done. Now we've got arrested after he left office, never been done. Uh, and then, like today, for instance, you saw that uh, Dylan Mulvaney, a person who's been a woman for 365 five days yeah. insulting you by the way as a mother insulting your mother insulting your children insulting humanity in insulting the institute of motherhood uh women's athletics etc and uh, bud light decides to t- uh, to pitch a uh, an endorsement uh, like uh, drag queens really are into bud light but uh, but it, it, i think that they've i think this is going to really really wreck the company and i think that people are no longer afraid to say things when they are patently true and and i think yeah. that this is i really do i believe that we've reached the the pinnacle uh of of uh, anger frustration and nonsense and and i think that uh, uh parents uh fathers and mothers um uh redundantly uh, uh, children any anyone uh, who has a soul uh, is is done with all of the nonsense and we're ready to return to common sense. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. If you look at, I mean, the Bud Light surprises me because it's not their demographic. Um, and I think they would, they would look at other companies. There are so many companies that have gone woke and changed their course because that hasn't worked for them. Because people just want to buy sneakers and maybe they just want to buy beer and they don't yeah. want companies getting involved. With, yes. I mean, look what the Army did. So the Army revised their ad campaign a while ago. It was very 
woke and their recruitment is down. Now, it's not just the ads, it's a lot of other yeah. things. But they went back to the ad campaign that worked for them years ago, the be all you can be. They're showing, you know, people out there fighting. They, they went away from being woke because they said this isn't working. So I no. think a lot of companies are changing course. Um, the Bud Light thing, I saw that. I, I said, oh, my gosh, what is happening? But I do uh, think people people are tired of seeing this. It's just it's really dividing us I in do. the country. It's not it's not doing us any good. It's not making the country better. We we see the de- the declination of the country, and we're not going to allow our children to grow up in this country. Uh, that what it's become, and we're ready to fight. We're ready to fight, uh, Allison. I greatly appreciate your uh, uh, time today. I enjoy your blooper reels. Although you you got a little <laughs> hardcore, you got a little hardcore the other day. You said the word poopy, which I mean that was like wow, seriously. <laughs> I don't remember no, that. You, oh, you didn't say that would be X rated for you. That would be X rated for you. You'd never say that word. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, All you right. gotta have fun, right? You gotta have yeah, fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, make sure uh, where can people find you on uh, social media and whatnot? Yeah, Instagram. So, Allison Maloney, and then um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. It's all Allison right. Maloney. Google, Google it, and you'll find me. All right. I know you're going to be praying for the country and oh, uh, and the president, and, and I'm praying for you and uh, as as well. So have a glorious day. We'll catch up sometime, okay? Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Let's take a break. Uh, by the way, tonight, 8.15, uh, Donald Trump will be, uh, his speech will be carried live on Newsmax, back on DirecTV at Channel 349. This is The Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record-setting president, Joe Biden setting record-low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. America is saying no to the left. They're tired of the nonsense. Thousands of students at George Mason University demand that it cancel Republican Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin as a grand speaker over anti-trans legislation. It's harmful and disrespectful. And so what the president said was, uh, get your asses to your classes. Yeah, that's what he said. He said, uh, this is President uh, Greg Washington, last name Washington, a slave owner, founder of the country. Said the governor will still be at the graduation. Unpopular viewpoints won't be silenced. As president of the largest, most diverse public university in our state, I support those students who are making their voices heard, and I applaud their courage and commitment to advocate for themselves and their communities. He wrote in a statement on March 27th, that being said, I don't believe that we should silence voices of those with whom we disagree. Mason has a long tradition of supporting free speech. That support extends to each person who gives a commitment, commencement speech, and no speaker can take away from from our university. So uh, stick it. And you know what? If you don't want to go to the uh, commencement, you can get your diploma in the mail. How about that? Uh, Christian College President, we are not hiring people who endorse critical race theory. Southern Wesleyan University President Bill Parker. Not Bill Parker. Uh, that's from uh, Raising Arizona. It's a movie from when I was in my 20s. Uh, says that the school will not hire people who support critical race theory. Uh, I made it very clear where SWU stands on critical race theory. We made it very clear on our hiring processes. We're not hiring people. I've uh, been clear since I came here. The board of trustees is supported who, who uh, endorse critical race theory. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. And if you bring that critical race theory to your workplace as an employee, uh, you should be uh, not hired. Yeah. 
Then also federal judges have announced they will refuse to hire clerks from Stanford Law School after woke students and diversity dean ambushed a conservative member on the bench. They terrorized people into submission and self-censorship. Circuit Court Judges James Ho and Elizabeth Brandt say they will no longer hire clerks from Stanford Law following a Yale boycott last year. So uh, get your butts or, you know, to your classes uh, or just shut up. There you go. I love it. See, because, you know, we have this thing called the First Amendment. It's pretty amazing. Uh, made us the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. And then, <clears throat> I'm assuming, and I've seen on uh, online, a whole lot of people uh, dumping out their Bud Light. whole lot of people uh, dumping out their Bud Light, including, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Chris, uh, no, <laughs> Kid Rock. <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. Getting out his gun. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day. There you go. He uh, took a, uh, a weapon and he shot a couple cases of uh, Bud Light. <clears throat> Not like shot, a, you know, like shotgun, to, you know. Although you could shotgun him, but he, he chose to use another weapon. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Jim Gossett uh, came up with uh, a new uh, advertising slogan since Bud Light is now in, uh, is, uh, has hired Dylan Mulvaney, uh, a man who's been a woman for 365 days, uh, has, uh, has uh, shared woke activism, including normal the bulge among uh, male transsexuals, among other things. Uh, and here is what Jim did with it. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Here's to you, Mr. Soon-to-be-fired marketing executive. You hire trans activist Dylan Mulvaney as your spokesperson? You know that she's a man. Your boneheaded move infuriated Bud Light drinkers. It went over like a job application at a Biden rally. No, it's what not. the hell are you thinking? Hey, genius. Maybe you should stick to selling beer instead of trying to promote your woke politics. Your arguments just don't hold water. But those 12-ounce cans do. Here's to you, Mr. Marketing genius, I wouldn't be surprised if you get the pink slip. It will fit him perfectly. Yeah, there is that. And then, <clears throat> by the way, the uh, the New Zealand uh, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins froze Monday when a reporter asked him what a definition of a woman is. Here's what he said. You got to hear this. It's Sean. Um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, given comments by Keir Starmer in Britain, how do you and how does this government define a woman? Um, I, to be honest, Sean, that's, that, that question's coming. Uh, it's, a, it's an adult female. There you go. Now back to this jackweed. I'm slightly out of left field for, for me. Um, the, well, biology, sex, wow. gender. Um, sex, gender. Wow. People define themselves. People define their own genders. I'm a donkey. Kirsten has said that he believes 99.9% of women do not have penises. And I know it's a strange thing for him to say, but given recent <laughs> events in New Zealand, I'd ask again, how do you define 
what a woman is. This is a world leader. Sorry, as I've, I, I think, as I've just indicated, I wasn't expecting that question, so it's not something that I've, um, you know. How about one plus one? Can you do that? Formulated, pre-formulated an answer on. But um, in terms of gender identity, I D-D-D. think people define their gender identity for themselves. Self-identification. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's time to deride, ignore, and when they punch us, punch them right back. Let's take a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is the Rob Carson Show. We are following the developments at the Manhattan courthouse where Donald Trump has made an appearance, and as soon as he walks out of the building, if he approaches the microphone, we will drop everything and cover it. So, Godspeed, President Trump. And uh, thank you, Alvin Bragg, for providing us a, uh, a, uh, a final straw. We appreciate the final straw. You just broke it. So you just broke the camel's back there. Alvin! And, uh, you know, uh, it's not going to end well for the party in power. Uh, Angie Wong is the president of the uh, Legacy Pack. She joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. She is a friend and associate of the great John Fredericks, the Godzilla of talk radio. I am, of course, the Mothra of political satire. And she joins us on the Newsmax Hotline outside the courthouse in Manhattan. Hello, Angie, and welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Rob. Okay, so now where exactly are you and what are you uh, seeing around you? Well, I was outside the courthouse earlier this morning, uh, right before Marjorie Taylor Greene arrived. Uh, And then now I'm in Midtown Manhattan uh, near Trump Tower. And we're just surveying the crowds here. I'll tell you, Manhattan, I don't know if people care. Today is a beautiful spring day. It's 67 (laughs) degrees outside. Everyone's going about their day. There was some activity outside the courthouse earlier this morning at 100 Center Street. Uh, Much more media than there were protesters, yes. as the media would like to make out. There are about, when I, when I was there earlier this morning, there was about two provocateurs trying to drum up some trouble. But ultimately, yeah. everyone is going about their day, and there's a little bit of peaceful protesting happening with some signage and some flags, but nothing beyond that. That's kind of uh, of interesting to me, and perhaps it's because uh, Trump supporters know that there will be people trying to goad them into violence. They've done in the past. They started with Donald Trump when he ran for president. Uh, Antifa members would literally get in line at Trump gatherings. I remember because I was there. Uh, and so I think that a lot of Trump supporters are righteously angry, but at the same time they know the the weakness of the case and they're and they're hopeful. Would you would you say that is uh, uh, possibly what you're you're hearing, or it's just that New Yorkers just don't give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're busy people. But look, yes. the world yes. media is all here. They're outside 100 Center Street. They're All of them are looking for an incitement, not an indictment. They're all looking for incitement. And we're hearing reports from Animal New York, which is a blog, Animal New York blog, saying that Antifa has been invited to come down there. That is a blog that I guess Antifa uh, reads, I'm not sure, but they've been invited to go and cause some trouble. Uh, you know, I, as a Trump supporter, we're well aware of federal provocateurs kind of yeah. amongst us. So, again, other than uh, a quick little, you know, drop-by for Marjorie Taylor Greene that couldn't have lasted more than 30 seconds, really? and then a quick drive-by by George Santos, what was he doing there? Um, the there's really no activity. <laughs> what was George? Uh, was George Santos drinking a Bud Light? I just wanted to make sure. 
What? I mean, the guy just, he might as well have been dressed as a unicorn. I mean, he literally just did a walk by, didn't say hello to anyone, surrounded by his staff and yeah. some media. He wore his aviator glasses. It's like, what yeah. are you, Tom Cruise, just walking yeah. down the street? I mean, yeah. it was just a parade of, everyone knew that Trump was going to get maybe three seconds to, like, go from his car into the courthouse. But everyone that was there for a photo op, and that was what's really upsetting because there was no reason for George Santos to be there. And even Marjorie Taylor Greene, she was literally there for a photo op. Um, she wasn't really addressing the crowd, and there wasn't much of a crowd, i got to tell you. There wasn't, it, the pictures are deceptive. <laughs> That is very interesting, and and it, to me, that's a good sign. I, I knew that Trump supporters weren't going to do anything violent. Uh, Trump supporters, I, I believe, right now are on stand stand down, and and they are in a defensive posture. That's that's the way I think, and they are uh, eternally um, hopeful. Now, and do you work? By the way, do you do you live in uh, in uh, New York, Angie Wong? Uh, I am a born and raised New Yorker. I'm from Queens, New York. Uh, I work in politics. So I have Legacy Pack, and we are, you know, supporting the next generation of conservative leaders and holding the line for John, for Donald John Trump and his legacy and making sure that we have future leaders that support his vision. So that's what my PAC does. We work very hard. I travel around the country finding those candidates to hold the line. Uh, we have many coming up for 2024 and 26 that we're going to be supporting and hopefully pushing into Congress uh, and other offices. Do you think that this uh, is kind of the Rubicon that's been crossed, this uh, indictment of Donald Trump, this, this, uh, these charges? I, I really do. I think it's the last straw. I really, really do. I think, I think that this has transcended, uh, has made Don, Donald Trump transcend just being a person. Uh, I think oh, he is yeah. he is a sim- he is a symbol now, and he is a symbol of the abuses and usurpations. And yes, I use those words very deliberately right now uh, that yeah. the American people have felt. And 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 I honestly, I've heard this thing, and I've seen this meme with Donald Trump. They just want you. I'm in the way, and that's what is actually happening. Yeah, there's no turning back now. I mean, this man's faith belongs on the side of a mountain at this point. Look, <laughs> what we've done, uh, it's a very, very sad day for the American justice system. What we've done now by disregarding statute of limitations and just some basic laws, we've now turned back the clock. If you're telling me that you can indict something that is well past the statute of limitations, yeah. then does that mean we can now go back and indict Bill Clinton? And reopen Benghazi and all these other things that we can prosecute former leaders for, for political reasons. And that's essentially what the president is being set today by reopening this case that the FEC, DOJ, and the former Manhattan DA has already declined to prosecute. So, I mean, this just really just says, okay, if, if justice mansion comes back today and agrees to extend the statute of limitations and i think bragg will use the fact that uh uh covid was one of the things for us to extend the uh limitations as well as the fact that he was in office so during the time president trump was in office should not count as years for the statue okay good luck with that 
then yeah. that means that I could go back and like sue people from like way back. Why not? Yeah. Because of COVID, right? Yeah. So it's just it's just a bad scene and it's bad law. It is. It is bad law. It's an insult to the American people. Uh, Angie Wong, I really uh, appreciate you uh, jumping on the air today. Uh, it's a real pleasure meeting you, by the way, and I think our audience has enjoyed your presence. Uh, it is again. You are Legacy Pack. Uh, where can people find uh, Legacy Pack, and how can we support you? Oh, thank you so much, and it was great being on your show. You, you can find my pack at legacy-pac.org. That's legacy-pac. Dot org. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for a great show, and happy right. Trump Indictment Day. <laughs> All right. Take care of yourself. Uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? okay All right. Thank you. There you go. Uh, still watching the front door of the courthouse where Donald, uh, Manhattan Criminal Court, where he is expected to uh, depart the... Um, the courthouse in a few after whatever happened in there. Of course, they're seeking a uh, uh, dismissal of the case because, you know, it's stupid. There you go. Yeah, I think that's about it, really. That's that's about it. Uh, oh, and meanwhile, meanwhile, in uh, in Biden land, and this is, by the way, and I had mentioned earlier that uh, Peter Schweizer and uh, Amanda Devine, or Miranda Devine, I should say, of the New York Post, both pointed out that within 24 hours of uh, Joe Biden uh, and uh, the release of information with regard to uh, Joe Biden and his family and millions of dollars paid to Joe Biden and and his family through a proxy. 24 hours later, this case by Alvin Bragg was announced. This is a distraction. All of this insanity is a distraction. So uh, don't be fooled. I know you're not. Uh, Joe Biden stored 1,170 pages of records at the Penn Biden Center, by the way. That's what the National Archives has admitted. That's another agency that needs to be uh, investigated and people need to be fired. Because uh, the National Archives should not be uh, political. History should not be defined through a political lens. Then it's not history. The uh, number of pages stored at the Penn Biden Center previously unknown, raising questions how many classified documents were among the 1,170 pages the established media initially reported the number of classified documents Biden stashed at the center uh, ranged from several to roughly 10. Uh, but no, it appears to be uh, much more. Uh, those estimates are in addition to the troves discovered in his garage. The archive said it was unable to provide the contents of the 1170 pages because of an ongoing Department of Justice investigation into Biden over the mishandling of classified materials, which I'm sure is not ongoing. Because that's our Justice Department. They say they're doing it. The FBI had the uh, Hunter Biden laptop for a year before the election of 2020. So I don't, uh, I'm not holding my breath that the Justice Department is doing uh, anything about that. So uh, there is that. And uh, what else we got here? No leaks have occurred about the contents of the classified documents stashed at the Penn Biden Center. According to CNN, the classified documents found at the Biden's home pertain to Iran, the U.K., and Ukraine. The lack of leaks pertaining to the contents of the Penn Biden trove contrasts the multitude of leaks about the papers found under former President Donald Trump's possession by an FBI raid. The FBI knew about it, said, hang on to him, Mr. Trump, just put this lock on the door, went back to the archives, got a warrant, surprised Donald Trump at dawn with a raid and 80 agents. 
So this should give you an idea uh, about the country we live in and the DOJ. And as I said in the monologue today, which, by the way, uh, I would encourage you to share with others uh, by sharing the podcast, um, that uh, there are a host of federal government agencies that all need to be uh, not only... um, Reduced in size, but I would venture to say eliminated completely from existence. And I mean that. The DHS needs to go, bye-bye, gone, done. Department of Education, gone, done. Under this Department of Education, we have seen the decline of American schools to a point that we've never seen in our history, particularly schools that serve children of color. In cities like Baltimore and Chicago, the DEA has uh, shown, or the the, uh, Department of Education has shown that it is purely a political, partisan move, and it is purely about government money going to unions and union money going to Democrat officials. There you go. Now, if we get some time, I want to get to this uh, Joe Rogan interview with Michael Schellenberger. He appeared before Congress with regard to uh, government censorship. He was there with Matt Taibbi when Matt Taibbi uh, testified before Congress about this intense government censorship. He was visited by the IRS at his home the same day. The audio that I have from Michael Schellenberger will, will shake you to your core. And if it doesn't, you need to pay attention. So uh, stick around. We may go live to the courthouse, uh, 800-922-6680. If you want to chime in at any point, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what's happening, what you think will happen. How are you today? How are you dealing with this? What's going through your mind? I'd love to hear from you. This is The Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's The Rob Carson Show. Still waiting for Donald Trump to leave the Manhattan Criminal Courthouse building. Uh, If he speaks, we will go live to uh, the president's comments. Um, I want to share something with you. And we try to cover a lot of things on the show, politics, pop culture, uh, comedy. Um, This is the most important thing I've ever talked about on the radio. Freedom of expression is the most important thing that I've ever talked about on the radio. And I have never in my life experienced uh, what we have experienced in a country where speech is supposed to be free and guaranteed by the First Amendment. Uh, In the last five years, I have been deplatformed. I've been shut down. I have been shadow banned. I have been uh, taken down completely. Uh, And you have too. And if you had an opinion that was counter to the popular narrative about covid Vaccines, adverse reaction to vaccines, masks, school closings, uh, the election of 2020, uh, Russia collusion that was proven to be a lie, uh, CRT in schools, uh, sexualization and transgender nonsense in schools. All of those things were shut down, declared verboten, declared misinformation and disinformation. And I said late in the game... The only thing that could label something misinformation and have it uh, effectively shut down speech would be government. That has been proven for the first time in our entire history. 
Michael Schellenberger is a leftist. He is a Democrat. He and Matt Taibbi. Taibbi said he was a, a, a an ACLU Democrat. And both of them now see what this federal government did with a slavish Democrat media and big social media. And Matt Taibbi was literally visited by the IRS at his home the day that he testified in front of Congress a couple of weeks ago. Yesterday, Michael Schellenberger uh, did an interview with Joe Rogan, and I'm going to share some of that audio. Again, we're waiting to see if Donald Trump comes out, so be ready. We will, we will turn on a dime to hear the President of the United States. But uh, here is Michael Schellenberger, a leftist, talking about the gigantic web of deceit, lies, payoffs that shut down our freedom of expression uh, for the first time in our nation's history endorsed by the government. Rene DiResta, who then moves from New Knowledge to Stanford Internet Observatory, that organization and three other organizations, Atlantic Council, Graphica, and University of Washington has a think tank on this. This was Renee DeResta. Uh, she led the uh, Election Intelli in Integrity Project and the Virality Project, both where she mass-censored entire narratives on elections and COVID. They get government funding, and they run something called the, the Election Integrity Project in 2020 to basically demand censorship. By the way, if I just read the Election Integrity Committee, I get super suspicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just the, just oh. the name of that. I mean, Joe, it's, they, they, they basically would flag hundreds of millions of tweets. I believe that their database, wow. they, had, they had over a billion uh, social media posts. Wow. Facebook, Twitter, that they so, flagged, and uh, tens of millions of them were censored. Are yeah. they running? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Tens of millions every day. I had it happen to me. My Facebook page went away the day after the 2020 election. Oh, I think the 2020 election was stolen, by the way. You know why? Because I'm not stupid. Here's more from Michael Schellenberger. By the social media companies. Are they running some sort of a program that yeah. allows them to find those tweets? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you see it a lot. They do these maps. They have these maps where they just they, they locate the super spreaders. Yeah, the super spreaders of what the government calls misinformation, which, by the way, is the truth. So, like, you and me would be super spreaders. <laughs> me too. Jordan, I'm in a, I mean, I'm, they, they attack me in this disinformation, this little, these, these censors. Really? They have reports. They put, like, me, Jordan Peterson, Bjorn Lomborg, you, Ty, I mean, they put us in there. So anybody that has a social media, a big social media follower, mm -hmm. following, call us super spreaders. Um, and then they try to get us censored. Well, yeah, and they, they did quite successfully. Here's a, a little bit of uh, news about January the 6th and the decision to boot Donald Trump from Twitter and Facebook. So the first thing we, one of the first things we did was just to look at how they made a decision to get to pull Trump off the platform. And it turned out that the 7th was an important day because that was when they started to rationalize this decision to deplatform Trump, even though their own people inside had decided that he had not violated their terms of service. So they were sort of stuck making up a reason mm. to deplatform him. And that was an important theme, was that they just kept changing the rules, basically, to, to do what they wanted to do. And that was the same thing on the Hunter Biden laptop. The New York Post story that they censored also had not violated their terms of service.
There are so many scandals going on right now that could be considered the scandal of the century. Uh, I would venture to say this is number one on the list because so many people have died uh, trying to escape regimes where freedom of expression and assembly and religion were not allowed and that we would allow this to happen and so many would play along is... uh, absolutely unexcusable coming up uh, mr uh, uh, schellenberger will give you an idea of the size and scope and the government agencies involved in this affront to freedom of expression that's coming up this is the rob carson show if you're down with trigger warnings you might want to listen to something else it's the rob carson show by the way, you want to watch uh, tonight at 8.15 Eastern Time. Uh, Newsmax is going to cover Donald Trump's uh, speech, his response uh, tonight. And, uh, you know, there had been some rumor about uh, Donald Trump getting a gag order from the leftist judge presiding over this. And I hope that uh, Donald Trump, figuratively by speaking, tells that judge to stick it. Uh, that is election interference. You cannot silence a candidate. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to silence it. That's what this is about. It's about distracting from the real scandals of the Biden family, the abuses and usurpations of this filthy, rotten, corrupt federal government, and all of its sundry agencies, none of them free from this sickening filth. Uh, and, and I'll get to more of this. But uh, uh, anyway, watch, watch uh, Donald Trump tonight on Newsmax. Um, Michael Schellenberger was just a reporter. He was uh, a left-leaning reporter. Uh, his uh, partner in crime, Matt Taibbi, wrote for Rolling Stone. I, I still haven't seen an article on Rolling Stone about uh, uh, the deep state um, and uh, the Stanford Virality Project and all of the tentacles of the federal government censoring free speech starting in around 2018-ish, 2017-ish. That's why you were flagged on social media. And, and I remember I, I was like, why would the same thing be ignored by the mainstream media and declared misinformation or disinformation on all social media platforms. I was like, that doesn't happen uh, in an organic fashion. That is a plan. That is uh, something, that is design. That is, there is someone directing this. And then last year we found out that the Department of Homeland Security created after 9-11, which, by the way, was basically turned against the American people, and its director, Alejandro Mayorkas, who has presided over the worst illegal invasion in our country's history that puts uh, your sovereignty and safety in jeopardy and has resulted in the deaths of thousands of Americans and uh, illegals, by the way. 800 bodies found this last year on the border on people's property. There's something you want to see. You're just out walking your property, and there's a a, child that had been trafficked is dead there, being pecked on by buzzards. But, uh, you know, that's that's, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. But they created a department of disinformation, and they put an insane uh, nut job in charge of it, and they thought they'd get away with it. They thought that they would do what Joseph Stalin did in 1923 and create a Department of Disinformation, or as Joseph Stalin called it, a Department of Disinformatia. And, uh, and what we have seen is a, an assault to our freedom of speech. They put the pedal to the metal with regard to COVID. They told us they, they took away all of the tenets of the First Amendment. 
the ability to worship, the ability to uh, meet other people, to uh, the the ability to um, express your opinion, redress government uh, grievances against the government, speak freely in general, among other things, assemble. I can go on and on. They shredded the First Amendment, and they did it to see if they could do it, and many of us complied. I never did. I never changed my thoughts about the 2020 election, never changed my mind about COVID. I've always said no. And maybe it's because I started out small and nobody noticed me. No, that's fine. We've got to grow. But now people know what the show is all about. Here is more from this uh, Michael Schellenberger uh, about all of the government agencies involved in the massive censorship uh, that was created by the government and uh, shut down free speech in America on all the topics the government decided was uh, misinformation. But over time, we just kept finding like this weird, like FBI wants us to do this. You know, there's these other government agencies. Oh, you know, this. All these people used to work at the FBI. Uh, The CIA shows up, Department of Homeland Security, and we're kind of like, what the hell is going on? Uh The story quickly shifted from us sort of, and I think what Elon thought, which was that it was just very progressive people being biased in their content moderation and their censoring, to there is a huge operation by U.S. government officials, U.S. government contractors, and all of these super sketchy NGOs getting money from who knows where, basically demanding that Twitter start censoring people. Unbelievable. And they used your money to pay for it. They used your money to shut you up so you couldn't express yourself when you didn't want your kid to get the vaccine. When you thought it was cruel for your kid to have to wear a stupid mask for a year after she got back into school like my daughter had to. I had to shut down schools. I can go through all of the abuses of COVID and all of the damage that it did. And we couldn't say a damn thing because the government was steering the narrative. It really is uh, unbelievable. Here's a little bit more about how our government literally turned its back on external enemies and made the people the enemy of the state. At that moment, the story shifted for all of us. And that was, I think, where Taibbi became particularly important and sort of the lead because he had had so much experience on, on sort of looking at how the U.S. government during the war on terror had waged disinformation campaigns, propaganda campaigns. And it became clear to us, you know, over time that the U.S. government had turned its propaganda and disinformation campaigns that it had been waging abroad, it turned them against the American people. You know, what's remarkable is um, I know a lot of uh, boomers in the audience. She grew up with the TV show, the Quentin Martin production, the FBI. And we all had our uh, our ideas about uh, what the FBI was, and we romanticized the FBI. And uh, I'm not saying, of course, there aren't good field agents who are devoted to uh, law enforcement. But I would uh, posit this, and I did months and months ago, nearly a year ago, I bucked the uh, national narrative from conservative hosts and said that maybe the FBI was always a political tool. That it always was. It was created by Wilson, for crying out loud. The church committee happened in the 1970s, was supposed to reform the FBI, expected to divulge all of the malfeasance and the abuses of the FBI and the DOJ being weaponized. And by the way, when your Department of Justice is weaponized to punish political enemies for doing nothing, your republic is over. But the FBI 
uh, went through the uh, the rigmarole of the investigation and then returned to its malfeasance and it blossomed and it got even bigger and it got even more corrupt and it got even more despicable and it got even more it, to the point where it, it, it attempted to interfere in a, an election in 2016 and it successfully interfered and threw an election in 2020. It's remarkable. Here's a little bit more from uh, uh, Michael Schellenberger with all of the, uh, not just the government agencies, but the tech platforms and mainstream media that also followed along. Do we know when this began? Like, when did they infiltrate these organizations? Because I'm, I'm sure it's not just Twitter, right? I'm sure right. it's... Oh, no, absolutely not. That's part of what was so terrifying is that it was all of the social media companies, including Wikipedia, by the way, which we don't talk enough about, but also all of the mainstream news organizations are all being organized. So when does it start? You know, it really, what you're looking at is the apparatus that was created by the war on terror over the last 20 years, starting after 9-11. Then there was a battle against ISIS because ISIS was successfully recruiting on social media. So there was sort of a counter ISIS recruiting campaign that occurred. Then you get the big event is Brexit 2016, Trump's election in 2016, yep. and the establishment just freaks out. Yeah, they uh, they freaked out. And that's when uh, people started calling Trump supporters white supremacists. And that's when, uh, not soon thereafter, at the beginning of uh, Donald or, uh, uh, Joe Biden's uh, presidency, that uh, the number one enemy to the homeland was Trump supporters. The President of the United States even uh, did a speech in front of Independence Hall saying just that. I've never seen anything like that before. That's completely third world, completely third world. I think I got one more soundbite. This is uh, Michael Schellenberger talking about the DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, which needs to be completely shut down, uh, everyone fired, uh, everyone completely fired, and Alejandro Mayorkas impeached, arrested, tried and convicted then in 2017 they set up well two things happen or many things happen the department of homeland security just declares election infrastructure to be part of their mission of protecting election infrastructure and that meant protecting the media environment protecting protect put it that in quotes you know yeah. it's creepy it's patronizing yeah it's a power move yep so that's the first thing that happens they create something called the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency within the Department of Homeland Security to supposedly protect the media environment from foreign influence. They create something called the, the Foreign Influence Task Force with the FBI to basically start policing domestic speech on these platforms. If I uh, were you, and, I, and I'm sure there are many people who are working at these agencies, uh, the DHS, the IRS, and I'm sure there are many people who are uh, good and decent people, but I'm going to say to these agencies, your day of reckoning is coming. Uh, it's going to happen sooner or later. It doesn't end well for those in power when you abuse your power like this. So if you have the uh, ability to speak out, if you have the ability to speak out as a whistle, blower I, I would suggest you do so uh, really and I, and I mean this because I know you you may work for these agencies but I, I I know that many of you love this country as much as I do even if you got a D before your name I know you do I know this can bring us together I, I really do that my father was a Roosevelt Democrat meaning he would have been a Kennedy Democrat and my mother had always been a Republican she was a Reagan Republican and uh, and they both loved the country my father served in World War II four years in Panama and he would be 
spinning in his grave like a baseball bat on a lathe, considering all of the nonsense that the Democrat Party has uh, bedded down with. Here's one more soundbite from uh, uh, Michael Schellenberger. This about uh, the guy who was the chief counsel for the FBI and attempted, created the, uh, the, uh, the Steele dossier so he could present it to a FISA court and get a search warrant to surveil Donald Trump's campaign presidency or, or transition team and presidency. This happened. It's not deniable. When he left the FBI, he immediately went to Twitter to censor Hunter Biden's laptop on all platforms, specifically Twitter. The New York Post published the, the subpoena, which is a kind of receipt from the FBI, showing they had taken Hunter Biden's laptop from this computer repair store owner in Delaware. It was published in the New York Post. They also published the receipt that has Hunter Biden's signature on it, saying that he had not only had left the laptop there, but also that it gave the computer store, uh, the computer repair owner, the rights to it if he abandoned it. Hunter Biden never said it wasn't his. At that moment, I mean, it has a Manchurian quality, oh, yes. Manchurian candidate quality to it, where the former chief legal counsel to FBI, a guy named Jim Baker, who was central to beginning the Russiagate probe of Trump, he's now at Twitter as deputy general. By the way, we're still out about $40 million for that investigation. American taxpayers are owed $40 million for that fraudulent, nonsensical investigation, where I'm sure government lawyers overbilled the taxpayers uh, greatly. Counsel is just vociferously attacking this thing. It's like, this looks like misinformation, disinformation. We shouldn't trust it. It looks like it violates Twitter's policies. Sure enough, a few, a few hours later, Yoel Roth says... Well, okay, uh, you know, we think that it could very well have been a Russian hack where somehow they put the, I mean, it was this crazy thing where they're like, well, we think it was hacked and then put on the laptop. It was just bizarre. You know, it's funny because um, if you're like me, you're, you're the kind of person that uh, generally uh, believes there's good in all people. And, and so we give people the benefit of the doubt. Many times, and, and unfortunately, that's been abused greatly. Uh, I thank you for your indulgence in this, because I think that interview is unbelievably important. But it is time for those who've given people the benefit of the doubt to take that away and to look at uh, CBS, ABC, NBC, PBS, NPR, MSNBC, and, and, and CNN as purely instruments of propaganda for the deep state and particularly the democrat party turn them off lose them let them feel the absence of your viewership and your attention in all programming even if it's dancing with the stars on abc turn it off it's like they don't even exist same goes for the new york times the washington post all of the sundry left-leaning newspapers and publications ignore them let them suffer let them go out of business. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's The Rob Carson Show. Uh, by the way, and again, I'm going to mention this, um, this is all a distraction. 
Uh, what's happening with Alvin Bragg and Donald Trump in New York is a uh, massive distraction. We know that uh, uh, that uh, 24 hours or 48 hours after uh, the the story of uh, Joe Biden's bank records and uh, all of that broke, that Alvin Bragg had this case locked and loaded, uh, and uh, he uh, he had uh, actually ignored exculpatory evidence. Uh, there was a person who uh, Robert Costello uh, appeared before the grand jury and uh, torpedoed the original plan. That's why Alvin Bragg came up with <clears throat> 34 new charges uh, that are uh, nonsensical, uh, throwing anything at the wall to see if it would stick. Any judge worth his salt and believed in, uh, believes in that justice is blind would already have dismissed it. But Donald Trump uh, pled not guilty this morning and was also fingerprinted, not photographed. No mugshot. He was uh, photographed just a few minutes ago in the uh, in the courthouse. And uh, while all of this is happening, while the nation's media is focused on this, and that's why there are so many there, it's because they're not covering uh, Joe Biden. They're not covering the southern border. I want you to listen to a friend of the show, Gordon Chang, who's an expert on China, about our southern border, about a president of the United States who's received millions and millions of dollars from communist China who allowed a spy balloon to circle above our most uh, secure uh, military facilities. Listen to uh, Gordon Chang. You'll hear first people being questioned at the border, coming across the border. Chinese nationals. Where are you from? My friend. Where are you from? Uh, China. China. Wow. All, everyone? China? China. 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 Wow. China. Yes. Uh, Michael Yan, the war correspondent who's been spending his time in the Darien Gap, where these um, migrants come from and flow through, has been saying that he's been seeing um, in ma- males of military age who are unaccompanied with families. That, to me, suggests either People's Liberation Army or Ministry of State Security agents. And Gordon Chang knows these things. This is, by the way, on Newsmax last night. I think that on the first day of a war in in Asia, we are going to see it fought on American soil because they'll turn off our lights, turn off the water, and these guys coming across the border are going to be detonating bombs and creating havoc. So really what we've got right now is uh, our enemy infiltrating us. Now, most of the people coming across are refugees. China right now has some real problems, which is the reason why we have the flood of people from China. But in that flow, I am sure that there are saboteurs. There's a lot of things going on in the country that uh, have me worried. I'm not scared, though. I can't be afraid. Our founding fathers weren't afraid. Uh, I think that uh, there was... uh, Certainly fear those who volunteered for service, those who have been drafted, but they did it. They served. Vietnam veterans, World War II veterans, World War I. I can go on and on. Um, but we have things to worry about. This in a Walmart axing uh, uh, 2,000 warehouse workers, McDonald's uh, closing all of its corporate offices, uh, people getting their money out of the banks. I would just suggest that you be ready to defend yourself. That's what I would suggest. Uh, Stay strong. This is Easter week. And on this day in 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. was murdered by a Democrat. There is historical significance to this date and certainly this Easter week. Let's take a break and come back and wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. 
That's going to do it for the show. Watch Newsmax tonight at 8.15 with me to hear Donald Trump and see him speak. Pray for America. Pray for this president. We will win. And until tomorrow, God bless you. And don't catch the stupid.